Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Podcast Network. It's time for the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan, your home for Ole Miss sports. To be a part of the show, email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. And now, from the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss all the time. Here's your host, Brad Logan. And welcome into the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a part of the Believe Network, the post-game edition. And, boy, what a game it was. It was a great college football game. And I'll be honest, you're not going to hear a lot of complaining from me about this Ole Miss team. Now, we're going to talk about play calling at the end of the uh, the game. I mean, Lane Kiffin said at the end of the game, the press conference, that Quinshawn Judkins was absolutely spent. Now, could we argue that maybe Ole Miss put Bentley in the game or – uh, changed the play card. It happened fast. And even Kiffin admitted it went by really, really quick. But I thought Ole Miss played its absolute tail off. And Ole Miss fans should be proud. And I'll tell you something else. Bryce Young's incredible. He single-handedly beat Ole Miss tonight. I, I thought the, the the Bama rushing attack was going to be what would be what puts Alabama over the top. It wasn't. It was Bryce Young. He was incredible. We'll see what happens uh, with Alabama down the road. But, you know, let's look at Ole Miss for a moment. I said coming into the game, you keep Bryce Young from getting outside the pocket. I don't know that they did that altogether well. To be fair, he's very elusive. I mean, many times during the game, Cedric Johnson, for one, had him wrapped up behind the line of scrimmage, and they couldn't get him to the ground. But I thought Ole Miss defensively played really, really well. I mean, considering what they were facing with Bryce Young. And it, I, it was under 110 rushing yards that Alabama was able to get at the end of the at the end of the game. That's insane. I mean, I expected the Crimson Tide to have at least two 250. They didn't. Ole Miss played really well defensively. Red zone. I mean, I get it. You know, they 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 did they did score a couple of opportunities in the red zone. But it's the opening game, the opening drive of the game, and the last drive of the game where where Alabama did what they needed to do. And you know what? Credit Pete Golding and that defensive staff for Alabama for stopping Ole Miss. But I think there's an argument to be made when you play Alabama, just like when Ole Miss played them two years ago, Lane Kiffin did not kick the field goal 
when you need points. And I thought it would have helped to start the game off 3 to nothing. They just bogged down in the red zone a couple of times, and that you can say that proved to be the nemesis, but Bryce Young was just really, really good. And that what and that's what proved to be the difference. He's incredible. And here's another thing. Officiating didn't beat Ole Miss. It didn't. Ole Miss had a chance to win and didn't call, you know, I feel like Lane Kiffin, if you ask him, he would probably change the play calling a little bit at the end of the game. I, I do. I think he would. But officiating didn't beat Ole Miss. Ole Miss got beat by a team that played better than them. I, I thought Ole Miss played really well. But credit Alabama, credit Nick Saban. They had their backs against the wall. Now the Crimson Tide have a good opportunity to play at an access bowl. They're probably not going to lose. Probably not going to lose another game. So what happens with Ole Miss? Well, the opportunity to get to Atlanta, that's that's out the window. You know, we, we learned at the end of the game, that L, or at the beginning of the Ole Miss game, that LSU would beat Arkansas. Last I checked, A&M was losing to Auburn. So it doesn't seem like that, that A&M is going to be a big foe for LSU. And then it just seems like that the, that the Tigers are, are going to make it to Atlanta. And then, you know, all of a sudden the Rebels lose tonight. And they're automatically going to be represented from the SEC West. And, and I leaned over to Chuck Rounds with the Ole Miss Spirit up on three. And I told him tonight, I said, Brian Kelly is a good coach. He said, you know what? You're exactly right. Exactly right. Brian Kelly's a good coach, and, and LSU's going to Atlanta. But Ole Miss has the opportunity to get to 10 wins yet again. And we'll break down the numbers later on in the week. As we get the calls from Dan Courts, we'll bring you kind of a play-by-play of how this game transpired and kind of breaks the things down. But Ole Miss is still in uncharted territory when it comes to wins and losses under Lane Kiffin. He's done an incredible job, and I don't know what it's going to take to keep this guy, but I know that Lane, that, uh, that Keith Carter needs to do what he has to do. At the end of the game, you'll hear the comments from Lane Kiffin when he was asked by a reporter about, you know, something along the lines of, of, of moral victory, he very quickly clapped back. We don't do moral victories here. You know, I don't know what happened before I got here, and I don't know what people talk about outside of this this team. But we, we came in to win the game. We, we coached to win the game. We played to win the game. And we didn't. We're 0-1 today. We're going to try to finish the season 2-0. And that puts the record, uh, the Rebels at 10-2 and in an opportunity at a really good bowl game. And you can't just overlook history. You can't just say, well, they let it get away and Ole Miss should be kicking itself. You have to look back at where this program was when he took it over. You have to look back and think, how many 10-win seasons has Ole Miss had in its history? I think there's some perspective here before everybody jumps off the ledge. Ole Miss didn't play bad today. Ole Miss played really good. It was a good football game. It was a good college football game. And Alabama came out on top. But the good news, the Rebels have an opportunity to to face an Arkansas team on the hill next week. We don't know if quarterback A.J. Jefferson will be ready to go. K.J. Jefferson, I'm sorry, will be ready to go. And then you get Mississippi State, who is, last I checked, was playing Georgia really well. 
get them for the Egg Bowl the following Thursday. Short rest. Second half of the show, we'll hear from Lane Kiffin the entirety of his press conference and hear what he has to say following the loss to Alabama and kind of get some breakdowns about what he thinks going forward for this team. Remember, Inside the Rebels is your home to get all of the information you need, the post game, the interviews, the analysis from the entire team of Inside the Rebels, an affiliate of 24-7 Sports. You can always go there directly at rebs247.com. Grateful for our sponsorship tonight, Bet Online, Bet, on, bet online where the game starts. Use that promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-50. Receive your 50, 50% welcome bonus on your very first sports bet. Bet online where the game starts. And also, our real estate agent, Debbie Johnson. Debbie does a phenomenal job covering the city of Oxford and the entire state of Mississippi for Kessinger Real Estate. Just give us a follow on Twitter at BradLoganCOTE. Shoot us a direct message and we'll get you in touch with Debbie Johnson today. Debbie Johnson, our real estate agent here on the Believe It On Miss podcast. We'll have Coach Lane Kiffin coming up after the break. We'll also hear from Jared Redding, who is a counterpart of mine at Rebs247.com and Inside the Rebels. We'll break everything for you, break down everything for you. The second half of the show, right here on a rapid reaction, very, very fresh after the loss. It's Ole Miss falling today 30-24 to to the Alabama Crimson Tide. Back in a moment here on the Believe in Miss podcast, part of the Believe Network. show is brought to you in part by bet online our partners at bet online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info find all of the latest odds news and sports developments for the nba playoffs major league baseball fights and nfl futures bet online is your continued source for all sports wagering needs including live betting and the fan favorite vegas casino and poker games it's really easy to get started just head on over to the website use your mobile device and sign up today use our promo code believe 50 b-l-e-a-v 50 and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus in your first deposit but online where the game starts. Today's show is brought to you in part by Realtor Debbie Aldison Johnson. If you're looking for a spot in the Oxford area or quite frankly anywhere in Mississippi, that is your go-to. Remember, real estate industry since 2003, looking for that special ag property, maybe a recreational property, maybe a commercial real estate property or a new home. Uh, Debbie does a great job and can be your real estate agent today. Just contact her directly at 662-234-5555. Of course, that's a member of the Kessinger Real Estate family KessingerRealEstate.com, and Debbie has been with them for quite a few years. If you need to get her directly, just dial her cell phone at 662-689-0090. Remember, your go-to for real estate, whether it be commercial, farm, or maybe you need that home. Maybe you need that second home in Oxford. You're looking maybe to relocate to Oxford. Part of the real estate family, the Kessinger Real Estate family. Debbie Johnson, your realtor, 662-234-5555, or call her cell phone at 662-689-0090. Debbie Johnson, a proud sponsor here on the Believe in Ole Miss podcast. It is a place which exerts an extraordinary pull on all who have walked its hallowed ground. Thousands come each year, and yet no one ever really leaves. Ole Miss is for life. A major university with the familiar intimacy of family. 
Friendships that are more than friendships. Moments that are more than moments. An autumn celebration on a Saturday afternoon in the Grove. Contests waged and triumphs savored. With our largest freshman class, soaring honors college, national reputation for academics and research, our pride is overflowing. Today, more than ever, for all who have ever called this magical place home, you never leave Ole Miss. Hi, this is Brad Logan. The Grove Collective's mission is to support, elevate, and protect the well-being of all our student-athletes through a wide range of NIL opportunities and initiatives at Ole Miss. The Collective was established to deliver a best-in-class NIL experience that is worthy of the student-athletes who give their all for Ole Miss. This consolidated and sustainable model provides premium access and experiences between our members, corporate partners, and our athletes. To support all Ole Miss athletes and their NIL platforms, visit thegrovecollective.com. That's the GroveCollective.com. Join our team. Become a member today. Welcome back to the Believe in Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Want to be a part of the program? Just email the show at brad.logan at loganmedianetwork.com or shoot him a DM on Twitter at bradloganCOTE. Whether it's touchdown Ole Miss or showers and right, it's all Ole Miss all the time. And now back to the show. And welcome back to Believe in Ole Miss Podcast, a part of the Believe Network. Ole Miss falls tonight 30-24 to to Alabama and played really, really well. They've got to go on the road on Saturday and face – or next Saturday and face the Arkansas Razorbacks before they come home to face Mississippi State in the Egg Bowl. So, uh, here is head coach Lane Kiffin following the loss tonight to Alabama. All right. So, you know, really disappointing finish. Um you know, to that game, to your home winning streak on the line and um, playing Alabama and ball in our hands to win. So, you know, we didn't do it. Um, you know, watched two other teams do it this year in Tennessee and LSU and finish right at the end when you have a chance to do it. So, um, you know, commend those guys. Those guys got a great team. And when you have the Heisman Trophy winner and, you know, I said all week, so I ain't making it up now. The guy puts his cape on and, you know, takes over when no one else is making plays around him. So did a great job like Bryce does. And, um, you know, we didn't finish. So really a shame. Really a waste of a lot of things. Lane, can you just kind of take us through that last offensive drive? Yeah, you know, went really fast. It just seemed like the whole thing went fast, obviously, and, you know, in a two-minute situation, just knew we had issues with their rushers, and for whatever reason, they were only playing one of them at a time early in the first half, and so we were able to know where one of them, one of them was, and then when they both go in, um, you know, it becomes a different game, so tried to pop some runs in there, which were effective, and then, um, 
you know, stalled down, down there at the end. Tried to go back to a fade to Malik, who, you know, he really dominated that matchup the entire day over there. And, um, you know, and then, you know, didn't make plays at the end. So, as always, we can make plays and we can call better plays. So, We've talked about this kind of throughout the season, Lane, but the second half offense, you haven't been able to score the way you have been in the first half pretty much consistently all season. Do you have any idea at this point in the year why you think that is? Um, yeah, I think it's a fair assessment. I don't think it's been the whole season. It wasn't um, the last game, you know, at A&M. Um, we had a really good third quarter. Um, you know, I do think people get used to the speed, like I've said before, and so a lot of times we – you know, it works better early. It's kind of been the case a lot of times. Now, the game was a strange game in the third quarter because you look up and we have one series. Um, you know, I think we had one series maybe for 14 minutes or something like that. Um, you know, and actually scored on it, scored a touchdown. So, uh, and then we had back-to-back three and outs. So, I think offhand, you know, until they're at the end, there's only three series there for, what, a quarter and a half. I think you held Alabama to, I think, 22 yards in the first quarter. And just in the first half in general, what do you feel like was kind of working defensively? Uh, I thought our guys did a really good job. And, um, you know, they were one-dimensional. They had, you know, no ability to run the ball and um, at times didn't care to. So, and, you know, I get it. They got Bryce and um, – he makes you end up throwing the ball a lot. So I thought our defense did a really good job um, early and late. In the middle, not as great, but um, plenty good enough to win. Uh, you know, when you play that team, uh, especially at home, well, we got to score more points. Just curious what you told the team after the game, and, and how, how do you keep heads held high after such a disappointing loss, like you said? I mean, it is what it is. It's just a shame. Um, unfortunately, it's going to be one of those games I didn't say this to them, but it is. It's going to be one of those games you remember your whole life that it was right. Lane, uh, why? Was, oh, I'm sorry. That it was right there, you know, with a chance to win. So, um, and to me, you'd always rather have the ball than be playing defense against Bryce. So, you know, to have the ball in our hands, chance to win. I actually, you know, <clears throat> not that it mattered in the play calling and what was going on, but, um, you know, as we were driving down there, I would have taken the score, don't get me wrong. But it was almost like as we took a little more time in the red zone, I was saying, okay, this is good. We obviously just still want to score because um, I really didn't feel like handing him the ball back with, you know, a minute left. Looked like defensively you guys chose to attack Bryce more in the first half than you did last year. Was Is that so? And, and what did you think of that uh, that strategy? I mean, there's, you know, you can look at the – analytics of it, three-man rush and first Bryce, um, you know, his completion percentage off the charts against it. So he, he's just, you know, and the guy's won the Heisman Trophy. He's a great player and gives you problems because he's a elite thrower, but then the first guy rarely gets him down and he extends plays. And like I said, one, you know, once he's not in rhythm where he sets his feet and then he moves off the target, you probably in trouble. You don't have a very good feeling because something's going to go wrong because he's going to find a way to make a play somehow unless somebody drops the ball, basically. So um, he's special. 
Lane, in the back, the um, how critical is that fumble at the, at the end of the first half, or you know, it turns into a touchdown and the momentum kind of swings going into halftime. Yeah, and there's really a ten point swing there, and they start the um, third quarter with a field goal. So yeah, that was you know obviously discouraging. Is what it is. And Zach took a big hit, and unfortunately, the ball came out. He actually, as you can figure out, ended up with a concussion there and didn't return um, on the play. So, really good play by them, and obviously, a big, big deal to hand seven points away right there. Lane, uh, kind of looking back on that, on that uh, final drive, Quinshawn had the the fourteen yard run to get that next first down, and then. He wasn't kind of involved in those next couple of plays. Looking back, do you kind of wish that you had him involved there a little bit more? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot that goes into it with a little time to think. Um, and I think that's very, very fair. And I always wanted to do something different if it didn't work. But he was also really tired. And as you guys know with us, you're going to sub. Um, you're going to allow them to take forever and sub and basically give them a timeout and take him out of the game. And um, Zach was already out of the game. Um, with concussion, so um, yeah, I wish we would have stayed with that, but also that's a normal situation where we would have got him out because he was so tired, um, you know, and you also don't, you can't predict everything. They played coverage, and a lot of times after those explosive runs, you know, as you get in the red zone, they'll come after you, and um, and they didn't, so, you know, that head coach and defensive coordinator make a lot of money for a reason. They're really good, so. Lane, I don't know if you can take a big picture in a moment like this, but, I mean, you're one touchdown away from beating Alabama. Your program's 8-2. and two. How does this program, I guess, take that, that next step and, and keep ascending? Make one more play. I mean, it ain't some magic formula of, you know, we got to go change all these things or do all these things different, you know. Um, games come down to one possession, one play games like that, and um, one side makes the plays, and finds a way to win. And those guys have been in um, a number of them this year. You know, Texas has them like that, and the corner comes free and Bryce makes a miss. So, you know, I don't know, you don't change your whole program when you're sitting at 8-2 and two and just lost your first home game in two years. Do you have any positive takeaways from a game like this? I mean, not right now. Um, you know, I'm sure there'd be people out there who'd say, well, you, know, you played Alabama and down to one play and all that stuff. But um, And these usually get worse by the hour, you know, because it sinks in more and more, everything that was at stake there and how hard you work all off season during a week of preparation, all that stuff. And um, one play losses are always the hardest. Lane, I, I noticed right when the game ended, um, usually I've, I've noticed coaches go up to the other head coach to you know, shake hands, but I saw you walked right up to Bryce first, and you whispered something in his ear. You had a little moment with him. Uh, uh, what did you say to him? Yeah, I probably shouldn't share what I said to him. Um, he's an unbelievable player. Put the put the team on his back again, like he does. Um, so, you know, whatever team's going to get a great player next year, won't have to play him anymore. I guess even in defeat, Judd can still rush for 135 yards against one of the better rush defenses in the country. I mean, you know, just kind of assess just what you saw through him just throughout 60 minutes. 
Yeah, I don't you guys, you know, this is, let me just explain it really well. I don't really give a shit about how many yards we had, how close the game was. We didn't win the game. And two years ago, we walked off this field, and I said, we didn't, hear, we didn't come here to cover spreads. We didn't come here to play what at the time was the number one team in the country close. So all these things about, well, you did this, good, and, you, and freshman running back, it doesn't matter. We didn't win the game. So, you know, maybe some other places that's good or it's been here and good in the past. It ain't good enough. We came here to win, to beat Alabama. We didn't do it. So we're 0-1 um, today. So. Players will be in short. Thanks. All right, thanks. That was Ole Miss head coach Lane Kiffin following the loss to Alabama. And a reminder, the next podcast will have highlights from the game and also break down all of the stats and, and probably feature a running back by the name of Quinshawn Judkins. By the way, get ready. He'll be freshman All-American. Tied Herschel Walker tonight for touchdowns in a season, and he'll probably break that. He may break the all-time rushing yard record set by Herschel Walker as well. He's a special, special player. But we'll have the calls for you and everything coming up in the very next podcast. As it is uh, for tonight, final score tonight, 30 to 24, the Alabama Crimson Tide uh, take care of the Ole Miss Rebels at home. Hard-fought football game, great college football game, and the Rebels will try to win the next two and finish 10 wins. Boy, that would be a great year. But unfortunately, uh, the special, special season probably off the table. We'll have more information for you later on in the week as it stands Rebels fall tonight. A reminder, tonight's show is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports, contests, and events with first-to-market odds and lines. Bet Online, where the game starts. Use that promo code BLEAV50. That's BLEAV50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your very first deposit. Also, thankful for our sponsorship with our uh, Debbie Johnson Studios. Debbie Johnson, of course, our real estate agent here on the Believe on this podcast and the Logan Media Network. She's part of the Kessinger Real Estate family. Call her today. Cell phone 662-689-0090. Debbie Johnson, our real estate agent here on the Believe on this podcast. Talk to you soon right here on the Believe on this podcast, a part of the Believe Network. and Ole Miss podcast with your host, Brad Logan. Download the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, rate, and leave a review online. Be sure and check us out on Twitter at BradLoganCOTE and at Believe Podcasts, as well as Facebook, Brad Logan Media. From the vault to the pavilion to Swayze Field, it's all Ole Miss all the time. This has been the Believe in Ole Miss podcast, a presentation of the Believe Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V 
on YouTube.